This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Annually, the International Association of Fire Chiefs sponsors a safety standard to either raise awareness of specific safety concerns or to shine light on a particular topic. We're going to talk about 2021 stand down in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Side Alpha podcast is sponsored by Homeland 6 Tactical Radio Straps. These custom radio straps feature extractor washable decontamination, a superior comfort and functionality. You can learn more at Homeland 6, that's homelandsix.com. Our subject today is near and dear to my own heart. Joining us to talk about the IAFC's 2021 safety stand down is Eric Valier. Eric is a 30 year fire service veteran and is currently an assistant fire chief for the Scottsdale, Arizona Fire Department. He is a member of the IAFC Safety, Health, and Survival Section and is chairman of the board for the Fire Department Safety Officers Association. Valier also co chairs the Regional Safety Committee of the Phoenix Metro Automatic Aid System. Chief Valier, thanks for joining us today. Chief, thank you so much for having me to uh, to share on this um, important topic and uh, and talk about the safety stand down this year. Thanks, and, and I um, you know I mentioned that this was near and dear to, to my heart, so let's just dive right in. Can you tell us what the 2021 safety stand down is all about? Maybe give us a little background on who's involved and why the topic was chosen. So this is a this is also near and dear to my heart. I, I I realized I had a passion for safety when I was about in my my tenth year in the fire service and realized how important it was to not only uh, be safe on the fire ground um, but to help ensure that your your people are safe. And to do that, you have to make sure they're they're hydrated and and prepared for that next call. And sometimes we say um, as supervisors, as captains, as chief officers, hey, I want to make sure everybody goes home. Right. But going home means not just physically okay, it means mentally okay. And so, you know, we've talked over years about um, how how the how cardiac cancer and behavioral health has impacted the fire service and and what we can do to it. This this topic of rebuilding rehab is is kind of what it is, um, is looking at putting all of those together and really evaluating, taking the new NFPA standard that'll be coming out towards the end of 2021 and look at it and it really applying it to what we do and how we take care of our people. We've got such a great team that that's helping this. You know, we have Fire Chief uh, Trowernick from uh, UC Davis um, is the leading the committee. We have Chief Kerrigan, both of them from the I Chiefs. We have passionate people from National Volunteer Fire Council, like Kimberly uh, Quiris, um, NFPA with Kurt, Lauren, and Kathy, and then myself from the FDSOA, uh, as well as uh, a team of others that, that are working in the background to make this year happen. There is a lot of moving parts. There's so much critical information that, uh, that needs to go out and, and be said and be talked about and discussed and shared this year that that uh, we are really putting forth an effort that that I believe everybody's going to be really uh, happy about and excited to share with others. And, and you know, I talk about rebuilding rehab. It's it's a it's not only about the rehab, it's about the prehab. And we're going to get into that a little bit as well. That's that really ties to the training, fitness, prehydration, nutrition that you ensure that you as an individual and your members are taking into account. 
right? Make sure that person's rested, hydrated, and prepared for the next call is what rehab will do. When you're encompassing, look at all that, uh, the three big killers, what I say in the fire services, just like I talked about, cancer, cardiac disease, and behavioral health. Um, you know, set aside from line of duty deaths, which which we'll talk a little bit about cancer or cardiac disease a little bit later, but um, that's that's a big part of the losses we have, and particularly in the fire service, when you're talking about emergency response and the kind of pressures and physical demands that are out there on our people. Hydration and, and rehab is is one of those ways that as an organization, as a, as a crew boss or a captain, you can make sure your people are okay and prepared mentally and physically to be successful on the next incident. Cool. Uh, and, and I don't mean, I mean that metaphorically cool. So the, uh, you know, you, you said a couple of things there. And as we talk about uh, this safety stand down, a, a lot of times it's about something very specific. It might be about backing apparatus or it's about seatbelts or it's, so it's about something very specific rehab. And I like how you said prehab um, is not quite as specific. And what I'd like, you know, for this, uh, what I'm going to ask you now is, can you dive into what rebuild rehab really means? And I'm looking for what it means to you personally and, and why. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I think organizations do a, a really good job of rehabbing their people on major events and in, in, in the large areas. Um, on, on those multi-unit responses that we have a, a lot of hard work happening and, and we have a process in place and enough resources in place. We don't do that well of a job on training incidents and all those other calls in between, those single unit, even uh, when two units respond on a scene that, that we're actually taking a moment and making sure everybody on that, that, that call is good and prepared for the next call. So it's, it's super important to me that we look at every aspect of this thing, not only from the types of calls we go on, and I'll, I'll, I'll share an example. In, in the Phoenix area, we sometimes go on natural gas leaks where we have a crew fully turned out, breathing air on a hose line as the uh, gas company is starting to secure the scene. And, and that can be like that for 30 minutes to an hour. And, and you know, you're losing a lot of fluids and you're, you're draining your nutrition pretty fast that way. And sometimes we don't make sure we're properly hydrated yeah. as a single unit to go to the next call. So, you know, this, this piece about rebuilding rehab is, is really not just looking at the, the, the historical part of, yeah, let's make sure our people are cooled down and hydrated. This is looking at all the topics we've covered in the past from how good we've covered the cardiac disease and how, how that happens, what we should do to alleviate some of that, the hydration issue, the exposure to carcinogens, right? All of those things should be solidified in the process of rehab from wash down to, to, to on those calls where you, you may have a citizen that lost their life or a, an injury or a bad incident that happened to a firefighter that it was critical and it was what we call a high stress incident for our firefighters, we need to ask the question, are you okay? And, and make sure there's some follow-up on the behavioral health side of it. So this is really the opportunity to, to put all of those in place and make sure we're not skipping a beat or missing something that would help our personnel to be more successful, not only for the next call, but when they go home to their families. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like you said, it applies to everybody on every call, uh, you know, kind of paraphrasing there. And I think sometimes we lose sight of, it's not just the big calls that we need to be worried about. 
it, it's all calls and to apply those principles. So, um, you know, applying rehab and talking about applying the principles of rehab, you know, I think anecdotally I can answer this question that I'm going to ask you uh, by some of the experiences I've had in the people and things I've seen on scenes. But for our listeners, are there ways that uh, they can look at a scene and look at what's happening uh, to determine whether rehab is being, the principles of rehab are being applied properly on their scene? Yeah, I think, I think that's what this is about is, is to ensure that you have a process, right? There's re- there's a lot of resources on the, the iChiefs webpage on the safety stand down that, that organizations have sent in um, some of their procedures and their, their guidelines for establishing rehab, when to establish it, how to establish it, what's the process, what's the layout, what's the resources needed to make sure that's accomplished, right? Everybody is doing it a little bit different. And it, and it really ties to the amount of resources you have available to you, right, in your area. And we know that some areas are, are very short on resources right now, right? We, we sometimes have three-person crews that are responding or less, and the workload for those individuals are much higher than a four-person crew. And so we have to realize that, that, that looking at your people, and I say this all the time, you know, we ask the, the company officers, and we call them sector officers here in the Valley when we're on a fire, when the incident commander asks them, do you need rehab? The company officer is looking at his crew, but who's looking back at the captain saying, we don't, but you do, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that that we're taking care of each other. So, you know, from a from a holistic approach, we just need to make sure that the, the physical and mental well-being of our people are taken care of. And this is one of those times where an organization can say, we're going to stop for a moment. We're going to reassess. We're going to make sure our people are good before we do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, the situation and I'll I'll relay it for you and and for the listeners that I had uh, literally just the other day on a uh, significant house fire. And uh, one of our firefighters was uh, extremely uh, red. Uh, You know, you could tell their pressure was up and um we had a rehab established and the um ems folks were frankly hesitant to call the individual out Uh, but they knew they were empowered to do it Uh, it was a ranking individual they did it Uh, they had him sit down and um, because he was trying to walk around and right and do what chiefs do which is try to be a chief, um, uh, but they they stopped them and um, had them sit down and probably averted a, a bigger problem. Um, so we know it works. I think uh, just getting getting folks to apply those principles and empowering people along the way is uh, sounds like it's a big part of what you're trying to do here with with the stand down. It, it is, Chief. And and what you said there and how that organization managed it or that individual managed it was it should be commended, right? We should we should celebrate those times and share those times. We as as emergency responders or first responders or I always say we're kind of selfless, right? We we always think of the other person. That's why we take this profession, because we're we're passionate about serving others. But we have to stop sometimes and make sure we're okay and we need to hold each other accountable for that. I mean, you you ask most of these people in this business, they're going to say, yeah, if I'm hurting, don't call 911 for me, 
right? We right. don't want to call on us. We're happy to call on our family. We're happy to call on our friends, but we never are accepting of being vulnerable and being okay getting help. And we all we all have to break down that barrier. And it is a cultural thing in the service. It's very much so, right? Yeah. Tie it to rank, it's like that. I ha I'll give you an example of an incident I was on in Mesa. I was a sector officer managing rehab, and, and I had a firefighter in the back of an ambulance. And, and I have one of my firefighters come out and go, hey, Captain, I need you to go talk to John. And, and so I go in, and, and I look at him, and he doesn't want to go in. But he needed to go in, right? He, right? he was absolutely refusing. And, you know, I was pretty blunt about it, about how he looked, right? And I sent him in. And I'm so glad he did because he had 104 core temp. Hmm. He, is, he, is, he is physically damaged, still on the job, but he doesn't manage heat well anymore. And I could have only imagined it would have been such a, a, a horrible event if I would have just said, okay, I trust you and let them go back to the station, that would have been a horrific deal. Sure. Right? And so those are things that you have to stand up and, and be strong and, and be powerful enough in, in your own emotion and feel for this, the passion for taking care of each other to say, no, you're going in. we got to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mentioned, like I said earlier, this was near and dear to me. And you mentioned culture. And when I was in uh, Prince George's County, I um, helped lead the way for our regional rehab assets, similar to how uh, I know you are there in the, the Phoenix area with the regional cooperation. Uh, the National Capital Region has a similar regional cooperation. And we in uh, Prince George's purchased a unit specifically designed for firefighter rehab services. And, and frankly, we were scoffed at by many, uh, both in and outside of the fire service and in and outside of our own organization who thought it was a waste of money. Um, you know, over time, I can, uh, you can certainly uh, look on Fire Rescue One. We did a piece on FireRescueOne.com. We did a piece on this where the, uh, the statistics of uh, the saves that have been documented by that particular unit now uh, is, is uh, really unfathomable. Um, now that unit's dispatched on all working incidents, which is, you know, pretty much every day. And firefighters have an expectation that the rehab unit will be there. So we are making a difference in the culture. Uh, we just need to uh, continue that push. And I hope that's what the, the rebuild, uh, rebuild rehab uh, stand down can be about. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about some specifics for fire departments to focus on operationally in just a minute. But how can we drive home the message about the real need for investment in scene rehab? Uh, you know, certainly I can talk about what we did there, but how do we get that buy in uh, internally first and then externally? You know, it's interesting you say that because I think it's a, it's any important initiative that that needs to be pushed through an organization. I think leadership has a key role in that. Right. And saying what's what's important to our organization, what's important to our people. And I will tell you that, that what I've learned in, in, in through my years in the service and being being a part of some great organizations and, and working with some great people. The key to, to, to leadership is to ensure that your people really know that you care for them. Mm -hmm. I right? really know that you care for them. And this is a way of showing that you really care for them because this goes rehab goes far beyond the day the event, it's it, it's a lasting piece of our success as we get older, 
right, in our careers, when we go home, how we manage our, our family and the things we're taking back to our family. When you talk about behavioral health, we could talk all day about that, right? It, it is truly ensuring and, and for them to understand and feel it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, to be accepting of help from others, right? And to know that at some point in everybody's career, they were the weak link. I was the weak link, right? At some point, I, I may have had the flu the night before. I was dehydrated coming to work. We all have to realize we, at some point we're the weak link. And so it doesn't mean that that three or four person crew, uh, everybody has to need rehab to go to rehab. If one person needs rehab, you have to go to rehab. You have to take yeah. care of each other. You know, I did a piece on crew-based uh, accountability, and it, it talks about how you prepare and, and what that looks like for response and then then really rehabbing back into making sure you're okay. And I'm happy to share that at a later time. But it really looks at at the unit, the family unit, what I call the family unit is the fire, the fire truck or the emergency services truck, the, the ambulance, whatever's out there, whatever your unit is, you become a family, right? And, and you know how well we should be taking care of our families and how well we take care of our families. We need to bring that culture and that thought process to work and do the same for our people. And so it is a leadership thing and it, and it is a, it is a, it's a labor management thing that ties in sometimes to make sure everybody's on the same page. It's an ops chief thing to make sure that the ops chiefs in the, in the organizations understand what it looks like in that process to make that happen. And, and some of these things aren't super expensive, right? Rehab trucks are, they, they can get costly, but there's grants for that, right? Sure. But there's kits that, that you could have on your trucks and we're gonna share some of those. We're gonna build a crew-based rehab kit that can be kept on your unit. And it's not, it's not rocket science, right? I, I tell people all the time, when the engineer checks the truck, Put a bottle of water in every spot. Make sure your people are hydrated. It's those little things that carry through the incident, right? And so it's it's understanding and believing in all of that. And this year's safety stand out, and I'm, you know, you can tell I'm pretty excited about this event. There, yeah. There's so many good things and so much good information that would be shared. We have subject matter experts that are going to talk about, you know, we got Dr. Burgess from Tucson and, and Tucson Fire. There's their study on on um, ways to reduce carcinogen exposure, those kind of things, hydration, cardiac disease in, in firefighters. And, and if you're okay, I'm just going to jump into the cardiac disease thing since I, I got on it, Chief. Sure. It, it really hits home what you're talking about. Cardiac disease, in, particularly in firefighters, they're getting it 10 to 15 years sooner than the general population, right? The, the, the events are faster paced, they're hotter, right? You're, you're, your pulse rate getting off the truck before the incident is at your peak, right? 220 minus your age. Your heart is working hard. And if you're not prehabbed and hydrated to be successful, that continue um, attack on your body and stress on your body leads to these kind of things. And the only way we're going to reduce those line of duty deaths, right, and that and reduce the impact of cardiac disease on our firefighters is to make sure we're taking care of them from a nutritional and exercise prehab and a, and a rehab piece of it that ties to obviously in the hydration process with electrolytes, all those things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we'll continue with the uh, cardiac discussion here in just a second. And as we've been talking about uh, the culture of rehab. We, we talked about uh, the internal and external uh, influences here. I, you know, the internal external politics certainly can be difficult. And I know as we talk, as we go in to talk about 
uh, cardiac that sometimes the sensationalism, if you will, of uh, the difficult sensationalism of those cardiac events are unfortunately what it might take for some of those external um, buy-in pieces. So those are uh, those are difficult things, difficult things to talk about. Um, we're going to continue in with the cardiac discussion in just a minute, but let's take a brief moment to recognize our sponsor. Homeland 6 tactical radio straps are heavy duty, yet lightweight and 100% made in USA. These are the world's first custom radio straps made from military grade nylon that's used in ballistic vests. Unlike traditional leather, they're also extractor washable for pathogens like COVID-19 and for carcinogen decon. These are making leather straps a thing of the past. Homeland 6 tactical radio straps are available in multiple colors with adjustable, regular, and extra large sizes, even with reflective or glow-in-the-dark patterns and custom text. New customers can receive a discount on their first order of tactical radio straps or accessories at Homeland 6, that's homelandsix.com. Chief, we began talking about uh, cardiac events, and you talked about nutritional and, and fitness, uh, nutrition and fitness uh, being a big part of the prehab. Can you dive a little bit more into uh, the cardiac piece and, and how the prehab and the rehab, how that all ties together to help us uh, prevent these cardiac events? Absolutely. And, and, you know, the part of the prehab that, that we talk about is, is those yearly medical physical exams, right? And some organizations aren't able to do that. And there's quite a few. And, and I would say to them, there's, you know, tied to your benefits, there's, there's opportunities to do wellness exams and, and those, those types of things. But, you know, probably 70% of, of, uh, emergency responders out there don't have a primary care physician, right? So we got to make sure we're we're trained, we're physically and mentally prepared for that day, right? So before you even show up to work, you need to make sure you're mentally and physically prepared for whatever event's going to come your way. And and so the rehab part or the prehab part where we're talking about prehydration, make sure you have the electrolytes, make sure the nutrition, the your eating regimen. Let's not call it a diet. Let's talk it about a way of life and a way of doing things or exercise plans to make sure we're fit and healthy. And you know, all those things help with everything else from building your immunity system, your uh, your immunity to to uh, uh, to fight off some of these things, including cancers. Right. And so all of that plays such a key role in your success on an event from the prehab part of it. Then you roll into the to the rehab. And, you know, we talked about about cardiac disease and some of those things. But, you know, the in, in talking about culture, you know, it's taken us a long time for us to be OK washing our helmets. Right. Yeah. Can relate to that. That was a that was, you know, that was a, a, a sign of glory. And, and, you know, you were really doing it if your helmet was dark and. And, you know, and the teasing of people when you clean a little spot on the helmet that would destroy that person. Right. So mm -hmm. gone to this part where we're, you know, I always say safety sexy now because it, it's the long term effect. It's not how cool you think you are. Right. You're cool if you can survive this profession. You can survive to be talented enough to, to serve the people in your community and then serve your family when you're done with this career. And all of those things are lasting. Right. So we've gotten to this point where where it's OK to start cleaning our turnouts. And so, you know, the 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 
cancer part of it, the physical well-being, the making sure you're medically okay to be on the truck. You know, that we talk about the 13 essential functions of a firefighter. You have to be able to do that to be on a truck here, right? To be able to perform and do those things. And if you're not prehydrated and prehabbed, you're not gonna be able to do that. And then you roll into the rehab part that really, that really ties in all of those, all of those things that could potentially get you to make sure you're okay. Yeah. So is the um, the cardiac piece of this, is that really kind of the gold standard of how you think we're going to sell this, how we underscore the importance of activities? Is it talking about the cardiac or is it is it cancer? Is it, you know, what is it that's going to be that gold standard, uh, that nugget uh, that we're going to be able to get that buy in? I think it's it's our opportunity to put all those things together in one package that says we can, we, this is an opportunity for us to make sure we're doing it right in every event and make sure we're looking at all those things that we've talked about separately, right? We've done, we've done years about cardiac disease. We've done years about cancer prevention and reduction. We've done years of, uh, on, on behavioral health and the stressors and suicide rates of firefighters, right? Those kind of things that, that, we 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 have been challenged in the service and smart people have done so many research studies on these things from from the cancer pieces of boston cincinnati cincinnati study those those things that that we're learning going oh my gosh this is real right we have it wasn't until you put a firefighter on the on the camera and says it happened to me right we personalize these things now we take all of that power and we put it into rebuilding rehab to make sure this is the opportunity to say, okay, this is where the, the rubber meets the road. If you really believe in these things and we want to reduce accident injuries and deaths to our people, our emergency workers, then we have to be doing this, All right? This is our opportunity to say, we care for you and our organization. That, uh, to me, I don't know how you can sell it any better than that. You know, Chief, it's it's interesting. You mentioned the uh, rubbing the little spot off the helmet and, and how that's not cool and how it ruins the, the helmet. And um it, it it's something that we talk uh, are going to talk about coming up in our uh, uh in our special coverage series that's going to be uh we believe it's going to be titled dirty helmet syndrome uh, and in that we talked about uh, a lot of things to do with carcinogen and with uh, battalion chief chad costa he coined a phrase for us um and i'm not sure that it's his but he coined it uh, there on our podcast and he says that cancer's not cool and i think it was just such a neat uh catchy phrase because yeah you know we're acronym laden and um, a lot of phrases and everything we do and i think that's one that we can latch on to uh cancer's not cool and when you talked about it not being cool to rub off that little uh, piece of the helmet it just struck me as uh, uh something that ties together really well with what's coming up and uh, while i don't think people think about they really don't think about uh, the cancer and the carcinogen removal as part of rehab, it's all part of rehab, right? It's it's all part of the process. It's just they think about it. And frankly, most of us, the experience is more about cardiac and more about, um, you, you know, those illness, those instant illness issues than it is about that long-term uh, carcinogen care. So thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. Um, I appreciate it. So if I'm a fire department, and I've got a rehab program, and most of my folks at least understand the concepts. What are some ideas uh, for how we can 
use the safety stand down week because it's not just a day or a couple hours it's it's a week how can we use that safety stand down week to focus on rehab what what's the right ways and are there any creative ideas that you've seen around the country that you could relate to our listeners great question i i i feel like this is really going to get every organization even if you feel like you're doing it right an opportunity to make sure you're doing it right with all of the information we have and when i say doing it right meaning every process is in place from what we call the washdown to get that heavy junk off of us before we take our turnouts off right to to the wipe down to the hydration to are your people symptomatic are you taking vitals of your people are you ensuring they're hydrated are they cool down using active cooling are you using ice buckets for form submersion those kind of things are you asking the question are you okay was this a high stress incident for you are you okay right all of those things it really is an opportunity for you to go through your policy or procedure and do the checkoff yeah we got that oh no we don't have that and i'll give you a little bit of an example of you know we talked about dirty helmets and we talked about carcinogens you know we were cleaning our helmets we had a hood exchange program i implemented a turnout exchange program and you know so many organizations spent a lot of money on buying a second set for people mm-hmm. we bought enough and it, it reduced the amount you had to purchase where we actually do an exchange. So it takes the, the, those are my turnouts away from them, right? So their turnouts are dirty. I'm gonna give you a clean set, that's your set now. Yours are gonna go get inspected and washed and put back on the rack for somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And so it's a really great process, but one of the things we, we overlooked was the helmet liner, right? The helmet liner gets dirty and there's so many helmets out there, you can just take those helmet liners out, replace them and wash them just like our hoods. Because what do we do with those helmets, right? We put them on our head when we're doing uh, ladder raises, right? Helmets and gloves, everybody, and you're putting them on your bare head, and that that that's the the, the those carcinogens from that fire are being transferred to your body once again. It's it's looking at every detail of this thing and focusing on how do we improve as an organization to make sure that's done. How yeah. do we come? Re- so resourceful to make sure those things are accomplished. You know, we we did something here in Scottsdale. We did a we have part of the the dispatch system. There's five different call types that that are categorized as a high stress incident. And those high stress incidents, if you respond on it, we get a report and says you responded on these. We can keep them logged. Ties to PTSD. Ties to all those things we talk about as the stress, right? But what we implemented was a was a, a mental exposure form because there's times that it doesn't fit in those calls, but you may have been affected more than the other crewmate. Now you can go in and do a mental exposure, just like we do our fire or carcinogen exposure from a fire to track and log all those things. And so this is the opportunity to, to beat up your process, challenge each other from a labor management perspective to a fire department leadership perspective and say, how are we doing this? We need to do this right. And it's not gonna cost you a lot of money. It's gonna talk, cost some times and some emotion, right? Cause this is an emotional mm-hmm. deal sometimes to make sure we're, you know, hey, why do we need to do it during that event or after that event? Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you, you should make sure every event is at least addressed to your people and say, are you okay? Do you need anything before we go available for the sure. next call? Yeah, no, I, I like to beat up your process. Um, I'll also reiterate for the listeners to chief's got to make sure you empower every member of the organization to be part of rehab. 
Um, everybody, um, I suggest to you that everybody has a role and that uh, everybody needs to be empowered to say that doesn't look right. And, um, you know, I encourage people to use that opportunity that week coming up to uh, to practice that. So, so good stuff. So can you help our listeners understand the resources that are going to be available during the stand down uh, from the website, which, by the way, is uh, www.safetystanddown.org. All one word, www.safetystanddown.org. Can you help us understand what resources are going to be out there? Absolutely. And we're going to roll these topics out throughout the week. So, you know, there's general resources that are in there today. If you go into this thing today, you're going to see resources that are available to you that starts this process up. But we're going to talk about heat, stress and hydration resources. We're going to another day. We're going to talk about cardiac health and nutrition resources, then talk about exposure mitigation and resources, mental health resources. And then we're the last conclusion of this is going to be the rehab support and during operations. And we're going to have uh, the, the layout by video that's going to talk about crew-based rehab and it's going to talk about that large-scale event that you need to go through every piece of it with the wash down, the vital signs, the hydration, the cool down, the reassessment, all of those things. And so it's going to it's going to be really really great information. It com- like I talked about earlier, it it really puts everything together in one place that we've been talking about for years. This is the opportunity to say I care about our people and this is important and we're going to do this together and build something strong together. You know, I'm gonna challenge the departments out there that res- that respond either through mutual aid or automatic aid. Sometimes the organizations aren't on the same page. And, and for this, we have to drop barriers and we have to say, it may take a little bit of time, but we're gonna get everybody through the process. And I don't care what department you're from, you're going through rehab. That's how much I care about us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, we, we got to drop the the stigma and the bravado that um, keeps a lot of folks from um, uh, accepting and adapting to rehab. Uh, at the end of the day, like I said, these successes, you can go to any number of programs and look at the successes, the, the folks that unfortunately they found um, medical events um, through the rehab process, but it's fortunate. It's not unfortunate that they found those people through the rehab process because ultimately that medical uh, condition was going to manifest in a much more catastrophic way if it wasn't caught right then and right there. So um, empowering the people, dropping the barriers and getting everybody involved um, that the week, the safety stand down week is June 20th to the 26th, 2021. And again, that uh, website that folks can go to for information is www.com safetystanddown.org, all one word, no dashes, no underscores, www.safetystanddown.org. So how do we get people energized about rehab? Is there one message that you can share that you think will drive home the stand down message? So I'm going to say this is a must year that that you participate. This is a must year. You know, invest in your people and invest in yourself and uh, make uh, rehab a priority in every call. You know, this is this is the part, and I love what you said about everybody has a voice, and, and that's part of the, the you know, 16 firefighter safety initiatives, right? Mm-hmm. All firefighters and everyone goes home. 
if you haven't looked at that and you're out there, please log into their website and take a look at those. Those are critically important. And I sometimes say this, you know, I talk about some of these things, prevention measures like drowning prevention. You never know how many how many kids you saved, right? You never know. You're never going to know how many firefighters you potentially saved. We, we always look to the to you should be looking at your accident and injury trends, right? We, we, we look at line of duty deaths all the time and how we operate. This is going to save lives. Yeah. Right. This is going to save lives. This is going to save our people's lives. And this is going to be meaningful for your organization. And so dive into this. Make this an exciting time. Focus. We, we ask you during that week to to other than emergency responses, focus on safety, focus on the topic of the year. And every region has a little bit of a different twist to it. Right. So it may mean a little bit different to you in your region than it does to me in my region. But at the end of the day, taking care of your people is taking care of your people. And that's the strongest form of leadership at any level. Yeah. You want to go home, go to rehab. That's right. That, that's that's going to be that's going to be my message. I love it. So I, I want to cover a few takeaways from our discussion today with Chief Allier. Uh, we've been talking about the 2021 safety stand down, uh, which is uh, called Rebuild. I'm sorry, Rebuild Rehab. Uh, we talked about uh, going home being both a physical and a mental state, not just uh, a slogan. Uh, we, and I really liked how Chief Allier talked about it's not just rehab, it's prehab. And, you know, think about when you for, for the guys that do go to the gym, think about when you go to the gym, when you get done at the gym, um, you know, you've got those electrolytes and you're not just having those electrolytes to replace them from what you've just lost, but to be ready for the next thing. So it's it's rehab and it's prehab. Uh, we talked about applying the principles of rehab and prehab, frankly, to every call we go on, whether it's one unit or 20. And those principles might be as simple as, hey, is everyone okay? But ultimately it's about applying the principles to every call, whether it's one unit or 20 or more. Um, make sure you have a process. We talked about making sure that you have a process, not just an idea, uh, and that that process is captured in uh, SOP, SOG, order, whatever it is that you call it within your organization, but that that process is captured. We talk about the culture and how uh, leadership is key to not only changing the culture, but uh, having the rehab culture evolve and to make sure that you're, you as a leader, make sure that uh, uh, your people know that you care about them. Uh, you have to demonstrate, you have to show that you believe in rehab uh, and getting people to realize that rehab extends well beyond the incident scene. Uh, we talked about crew-based rehab, like a family. You know, if one goes, all goes. Um, I, I believe that was a, a television show, You Go, I Go, um, in, in Backdraft back in the, in the 80s, I believe, and I'm showing my age now. But we talked about uh, uh, crew rehab. Uh, we talked about nutrition, fitness, and the whole prehab rehab uh, connection that we mentioned just a minute ago about annual physicals, about being physically and mentally prepared. Um, I like what you said about uh, as you think about this whole thing of nutritional and, and fitness um, and, and tying that all together. It's not just a diet. It's a way of life. Uh, we talked about cancer is not cool. And uh, again, you can look for that in our uh, our special coverage coming up. It's going to be called uh, dirty helmet syndrome. 
but cancer's not cool. Uh, that's part of rehab, whether you understand that or believe that or not, that the carcinogen removal and um, all of those pieces that really that carcinogen removal, that rinse off is is one of the first things that's going to happen as part of the rehab process. So, um, you know, just remember cancer is not cool. We talked about that. And then talking in what fire departments can do uh, to this uh, uh, as this week comes up, uh, the safety stand down week comes up to uh, make sure that uh, they're driving home the process. It's, he said to Chief Allier said, beat up your process. Uh, make sure that people understand it's uh, wash down to wipe down to cool down. It's not just a uh, wham bam uh, thank you process. It's wash down to wipe down to cool down and make sure that uh, everybody's good to go and ready to go. Um, I, he talked about an innovative uh, turnout gear exchange versus an issued second set. Uh, an interesting uh, thing that we can probably capture for another discussion down the line. And then also an interesting piece of that and talking about the, the carcinogen piece again was the helmet liners and how a lot of people don't talk or don't think about the helmet liners in that process. So something we need to focus, uh, focus on. He talked about dropping the barriers for people. When we uh, looked at the, the resources that are going to be available on www.safetystanddown.org, uh, we talked about dropping the barriers and making sure that uh, people get in there and uh, are part of the process no matter what their rank is. And then uh, we talked about investing uh, in your people and investing in yourself and that rehab to energize people, make sure they understand this isn't just a process, this isn't just a thing to, uh, to uh, capture some risk management or insurance issue. It's investing in your people and in yourself. As the week comes up, and again, that week is June 20th to the 26th, 2021, to focus on safety. Uh, that needs to be a focus continuously, but use this, this as an opportunity to focus on safety. Chief Valier, is there anything else you'd like to add about rehab or the stand-down? No, Chief, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come here and, and, and share my passion for the for this yeah. topic and passion for safety. You know, there's there's uh, you asked a while ago about how do you how do you ensure that that you're doing it right? You know, hopefully you have a safety officer on that scene that that's watching and keeping an eye on your people outside of the uh, the IC. Right. He's an extension of the incident command system. Um, and you have a, a safety officer, a health and safety officer and you in admin that's that's tracking and looking at some of these things and, and tied to to trends and, and accident injuries. Our whole focus should be reducing accidents and injuries and deaths in our people. And this is going to help with that. So thank you for promoting this topic for us. Thank you from from the committee that that is that is loaded with passionate people to, to provide such uh, a gr such great information to everyone out there. And, and please let me know if there's anything I can ever do for anybody. Sure. I, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I've, I've used this a couple of times in the past in different ways. Uh, so at the risk of, uh, well, frankly, I don't care about the risk. Here's the message. The, the fire service of today is not Ben Franklin's fire service. Uh, we, we as a collective term, need to embrace rehab, uh, and now I've learned the new word prehab. We need to embrace rehab and prehab and, and re, frankly, rebuild our rehab programs in our departments. Uh, the sooner we stop acting like it's 1776, the sooner that fewer of our firefighters will be dying from preventable causes. 
So I ask you, are you making a difference on your scenes for your firefighters health and welfare? Once again, today's topic has been the safety stand down 2021 and you can go to www.safetystanddown.org. Chief Allier, thanks for joining us today and thanks for our listeners for hanging in there with us. This is Mark Bashore, Executive Editor for FireRescue1.com and FireChief.com. We'll talk with you soon again on the Side Alpha podcast. In the meantime, join us on FireRescue1.com for the latest news and information affecting the fire service worldwide. Have a great day. Keep safe, stay smart, and take care.